The information on this podcast is not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. All information contained on or related to this podcast is for general information purposes only. Hello everyone, I'm Chantal Wicks and this is Guts and Glory. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Guts and Glory. This is a very interesting episode because it is our first virtual episode uh, during these um, very interesting times in the world with COVID-19. But we cannot have a podcast about everything Crohn's and colitis if we do not interview an amazing kid, teen, I should say, co-founder of Athletes versus Crohn's and Colitis. So I'm so excited to be bringing you today an interview with Noah Weber. He is a fantastic kid. He's had quite the journey with IBD, and now he's doing some pretty amazing things uh, for other IBD warriors. So Noah, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. It's nice of you to join us via the computer. (laughs) Works out well here. So Noah, let's just start with your personal experience because something that our listeners, you know, really connect to is hearing other people sharing their stories about IBD. You have not had an easy road, clearly. Uh, you're 16 now, but let's go back to when you were 11, I think. Definitely, yeah. So um, I was just a normal kid like everyone else. I uh, loved sports, run around, competing with my friends, and uh, all of a sudden, I kind of just stopped growing and was fatigued and losing a lot of weight. And uh, that was in 2015. So when I was 11 years old, when um, I finally, my parents were just like, it's time to go to the doctor. And we went to uh, the endocrinologist because I hadn't been growing. So um, just to see if that was something with uh, height or if it were something more than that. And uh, thankfully she directed me to uh, my GI or saying that it was something more and that I needed to go to a GI doctor. Um, and so I went to my first gastroenterologist and uh, I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease pretty quickly. Um, after right. I was diagnosed, so your journey between diagnosis and where you are now wasn't very long, which is a positive, that's a positive mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. So, and did you start on medication right away? Yeah. So I started on Remicade, um, which was kind of like the best drug or what they put all the initial patients on right away. And uh, I had one uh, infusion that went really well. And then I came back a couple of weeks later for my next one and had an anaphylactic reaction, um, which is an allergic reaction. If you didn't know, I kind of stopped breathing. And Right I, there in the clinic? Yeah, right there, right when I was getting my infusion, which was actually a good thing because then the doctors were able to just mm-hmm. um, get my uh, allergic reaction under control and kind of just get me off of that pretty quickly. Um, So that obviously didn't work. Remicade didn't work for me. So it was kind of tough to like know that the first medication you're on didn't work. But uh, I went to, I switched my GI doctors uh, to Mount Sinai, Dr. Marla Dubinsky. And uh, I went on Humira. Uh, Oh, no, I didn't. I just... I just want to mention, Noah just said Mount Sinai, and our listeners hear me say Mount Sinai all the time because my hospital in Toronto is Mount Sinai. But a background I forgot to say, Noah, where are you, by the way? I'm in Westchester, New York. Um, I'm about 40 minutes away from the city, and my hospital is called Mount Sinai Hospital in New York City, not to be confused. 
Right. So we've got Mount Sinai, Toronto, Mount Sinai, New York City. Regardless, we love Mount Sinai. We'll just leave it at that. (laughs) So uh, actually, I went, I had the reaction and then I kind of was off of stuff. I was on steroids and Pintasa just trying to get through like that rough phase. Obviously, no fun. Um, Steroids are not my favorite. Um, Moon phase. Exactly. Moon phase. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so I went from that steroids and just being on Pentassa to Humera, hoping that it would kind of get me into remission, but uh, it just wasn't really working. I was still fatigued, not growing, um, just sick. And so I eventually I went off of Humera and I was on nothing for a while because you kind of have to let that like settle down out of your system. And uh, my doctor put me on Stellara, which is a biologic, and uh, it was relatively new for Crohn's and colitis. It hadn't been used for that. I think it was used for arthritis. Uh, yeah, it's typically used for other like autoimmune type disorders. Yeah. So uh, my doctor put me on that, and it was actually working pretty well. I was doing a lot better, but there was still just a persistent segment um, in my small bowel that just wasn't getting better. So uh, I had to have an iliocolic resection just to get rid of that. And for those of our listeners who are listening, what is an iliocolic resection? So for me, I had my oh, I had my cecum and my appendix taken out. So it's when you take that part that attaches your colon to your small bowel and you remove it, and then that gets reconnected. And so you kind of make like this makeshift one. Uh, so you had one surgery. So they disconnected and reconnected in one surgery. You didn't have to go back for a second. Exactly. Yeah. So they took out, I think 12 inches of my small bowel, if I'm not forgetting, and then reattached it in one surgery and didn't have another, thankfully. So how was your recovery? Because that's a pretty major thing. You lost 12 inches of your body. Yeah, it (laughs) definitely was not easy, but I think out of all the patients, I thankfully, like who have had an iliocolic resection, it definitely helped to be younger and to be able to like heal back. I was only in the hospital, I think for about a week after, which was definitely like, that was the hardest part. I mean, I was, how old were you at this point? Was this like while you were still 11 or? So two years after I was diagnosed, okay. 13 years old. Um, right. so yeah, I was in the hospital and, um, I was just like trying to get up. Your like core is so weak from having surgery that like I just remember like even laughing or like sneezing would hurt so much. And uh it was definitely like tough to not be able to like get up or like go and get like a I couldn't even reach for like a glass of water on the night table in the hospital. That was like so hard. Uh, and you're a kid. Exactly. Like and during that, my friends are at school all doing well. I had to like I was sitting on the uh, on like the hospital bed playing like video games with my friends, which was, it was nice to at least be able to talk to them. I definitely had visitors, which made it a little easier. Um, so was this an emergency surgery that you needed to have, or was it something that the doctors had suggested in order to like on your journey to getting better, this is a good idea? Yeah, exactly. So it was elective. So I could have probably gone without it and just tried to um, use medications, but like, and just stick with Stellara. But 
my doctor and my parents thought there's no reason not to just take out this persistent segment if it's going to make me feel better. So we just decided, um, we kind of planned it for, I think it was January, just like an easy time. And, uh, we were able to just get it out. So before you had the surgery, was this something like, did you reach out to support groups to talk to people about this? Cause you know, at, at 13 or did your parents, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure your mom was doing something. <laughs> so I didn't really talk about Crohn's that much, but we'll get more into my, my story with how I came out of my shell, but I didn't really reach out to that many people. Um, I mean, my doctor was like, the biggest support for me at the time, just because she had known so much, obviously about Crohn's and colitis and about the operation. Um, but I'm sure my parents probably talked to their both doctors to their friends and, uh, other Crohn's and colitis patients, but I kind of kept it to myself, which was definitely scary to go into it, not knowing, but at that time, I think I was just too shy to really talk about it that much. I honestly believe that kids are more fearless than adults. I, I think fear grows as you get older. The older you get, the more scared you get of things. This is an honest to goodness thing. I believe this is true. It could be true, but this is how I feel. Um, so after you had your surgery, obviously after you recovered, did you, did you start to feel better? Yeah. So I, I was still in the hospital, obviously got out, was recovering from home just from like the, the fatigue and physical stress on your body after surgery. But as soon as I kind of just started feeling better, like my Crohn's symptoms went away. I, I was still taking, and I still am taking Stellara every four to six weeks just to keep it in check. But knock on wood, after my operation, I've been in remission and feeling great. So before we get into the juicy details about athletes versus Crohn's and colitis, um, a question I usually ask people in general is, you know, you're still taking Solera, you've had surgery. Is there anything that you're doing in particular in terms of exercise or mental health or diet or any of those things that you believe are really helping you keep you on a healthy journey? Yeah. So I think since I was a few years after I was diagnosed, definitely when I was off of steroids, I kind of just changed my diet to make it healthier because I thought the healthier foods made me feel better. Just getting rid of like fried food, greasy food. I can't eat popcorn. Um, so just staying away from that has definitely helped me feel better a lot. And uh, I exercise, I play sports, I play baseball, volleyball, and basketball just for fun at, at this point. And um, I definitely <laughs> think it's, it's helped me. Um, I feel definitely my Crohn's symptoms are less when I am like clean. I call it when I'm eating clean. Um, and I think definitely a big part of my journey was diet, but not following like a strict diet. Of, I don't know what he's like. Just making healthier choices. Exactly. So, you know, to our listeners, especially if you're parents, we have a 16 year old who has just said that he eats healthy and he does not eat fried foods. He doesn't even have popcorn, this poor guy. So it is possible we can do this. We can eat healthy. And I'm assuming this is something being 16, living at home, parents preparing food for you. I'm assuming this is something that might've maybe changed your whole household. Yeah, definitely. I'd say um, <laughs> my, yeah, we're generally healthy um, and try to eat clean. I think everyone in the house, it, it's helpful for um, 
but obviously I try to be pretty strict, but every once in a while, I kind of just well, myself a cheat day. You always have to indulge every now and then. Exactly. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay. So tell us about athletes versus Crohn's and colitis, because you are the co-founder and the other founder is uh, Larry Nance Jr. who plays for the Cleveland Cavaliers. So like you didn't know this guy before. So how did this come about? So like I said, I was diagnosed five years ago. I was a pretty quiet kid when I was diagnosed. I didn't reach out to many people. I kind of kept the Crohn's diagnosis to myself. But um, to be fair, you were also 11. Exactly. So. Definitely young um, to be diagnosed with a chronic illness. Um, so I, when I was switching off medications on steroids and maybe Pentasa at the time, um, I usually go to the sleepaway camp in the Adirondacks, Camp Echo Lake. Um, but that summer, uh, four years ago, I had to stay home from camp, just kind of sick and not like healthy enough to be away from my home for seven weeks. And I just want to make sure, was this before or after your surgery? This was before. Okay. All right. So, um, I was home just kind of sitting on the couch all summer watching a lot of TV and, uh, my parents, we kind of made it a routine to just watch the summer Olympics because they happened to be on. And, uh, one night I was watching like swimming and a swimmer, Kathleen Baker hopped out of the pool and thanked her doctors for helping her get in shape, uh, and helping her overcome her Crohn's disease to be able to compete in the Olympics. Uh, that instantly inspired me. I had never really thought of professional athletes with Crohn's or colitis that never came across my mind. Was uh, that the first person you kind of heard that had Crohn's and colitis at this point? It was the first person. I had never thought of it. I don't know why I didn't. Um, I think I was just didn't want to like try and further my like interest of Crohn's other than having right. myself. So yeah. when she thanked her doctors, I was just like instantly inspired. There's a swimmer on TV who was just hopped out of the pool after winning a gold and silver medal. And uh, she's got Crohn's disease, same as me. So, I mean, I instantly took my phone out and just typed into Google professional athletes with Crohn's and colitis. And I, I just kind of scrolled through this website that had a list of them. And I found the name Larry Nance Jr. Um, just from Did you know who this was before? Like, were you a big basketball fan? So I was a big basketball fan and I love playing the game NBA 2K. And mm. that's kind of how you like get to know the player's name. So I just recognized his name from like liking basketball. I think he might've been like his second year at the time. So he was relatively new, but I definitely heard of him. Um, so that's why I, I reached out to him on Instagram and just sent him a direct message kind of thanking him for uh, helping, the, like for getting his story out there and helping so many kids who were looking up to him. And uh, I just kind of sent it as like a long shot. Maybe you shared your experience. Like I have this too. Exactly. So yeah. Typed yeah. Out. I was diagnosed a couple of years ago and I'm switching medications. And I kind of just said, I love basketball and you're a big inspiration to everyone. And uh, I thanked him for sharing his story. And I know that, when he was in LA, my doctor was working there at his hospital at the time. So I think I might have said, like, oh, my doctor. Name dropped. Exactly. Just going to name drop my doctor. <laughs> so I, I just kind of sent it. And my parents even told me, like, don't be upset if he doesn't answer. He's 
probably flooded being a, a celebrity on Instagram. So at 12, you were 12, yeah? Yeah, 12. So at 12, you send a DM to a professional basketball player and you get a response. Exactly. So it's like a dream come true. Dream come true. I mean, <laughs> so my parents had got some background work to get to his agent. I think just saying like, hey, my son sent you a direct message. He's got Crohn's disease. Like, I think they just wanted, they even said just like even writing like an email back to him or something like that. Just I'm sure it would have boosted your confidence exactly. at the time. It yeah. would boost anybody's confidence, whether you're 12 or 92. Like. Exactly. Yeah. So um, I, he called me actually. He saw Whoa. my, called me on my phone, which was crazy. My parents didn't tell me he was calling. Um, I got this number from Wyoming, maybe. That's where he had his phone number from. And uh, He didn't even block his number? He did not even block his number. <laughs> and my mom had been telling me the whole day, I think they must have told her that he was going to call at some point, that the orthodontist was going to call to confirm my appointment so that I'd be surprised. So when I saw this number from Wyoming, my mom's like, pick it up. It's the orthodontist. And so I pick up the phone and... Uh, all of a sudden, he's like, hey, this is Larry Nance Jr., and uh, I heard you want to talk to me. And I mean, my jaw <laughs> dropped to the floor. I couldn't <laughs> even so speak. Awesome. I was just like, hi. And uh, he went on to talk for me, talk to me for like 25 or 30 minutes. He was incredible, super nice. And uh, he just kind of shared his story and how he loves sports. And when he was a kid, he looked up to uh, a professional football player, David Garrard. Um, who was a quarterback for the Jaguars with Crohn's and just kind of shared that experience with me. And uh, at the end of the call, he invited me to meet him in a game when they would come to Brooklyn or New York. He was on the Lakers at the time. And uh, so... So you're like, sure, I'll come to a game. (laughs) No problem. (laughs) Uh, Obviously, I accepted the offer and I just kind of waited until that day. So excited to get to meet him. and. a few months later, I got to go down to Brooklyn, uh, watched him play, which was extremely fun. Uh, my whole family went, and after the game, we kind of got to like go back to like the locker room area outside, and he came right. out and uh, talked to me for a while, took me onto the court, we took some pictures, and uh, he told us, or me and my parents, that he wanted to get more involved with Crohn's and colitis in the community, and that He's Does always, he have Crohn's or UC? He has Crohn's. Um, okay. He was dying. So he told you he wants to get more involved. Yeah. And so, I mean, I took that literally. He was probably just kind of saying that to like. Nope. Can't tell, cannot tell a 12 year old that you're looking to do something because exactly. the 12 year old's going to be like, well, okay, we're doing Exactly. It. So, I mean, I came home that night. I was in the shower, just kind of thinking about how awesome of an experience I just got. And I remember just thinking, like, how could I leverage this person's, this athlete's uh, platform and do some good with it? And so, and now you have his actual phone number. Now I have his actual phone number. Right. So I thought of athletes versus Crohn's and colitis. Uh, I remember just texting him. Uh, I had this idea. And I think it was one or two weeks later, he'd be playing the Knicks in New York. And we went to get lunch with him at some small sandwich shop. 
And uh, I, I was with my dad and I kind of just, we made a logo like before presenting it to him. And I remember kind of <laughs> showing him the papers and just saying, would you be willing to co-found this nonprofit with me? And uh, he took it on, which was awesome. And just like that, in a little shop. Exactly. In a little sandwich shop in the middle of New York City. It was born. It was born. So this was four years ago then. Three and a half. Three, yeah, going three and a half. Yeah. Yeah. So what is the mission of ABC? Like, what is it? So the mission is to raise awareness of Crohn's and colitis in the adolescent population and to help children realize their athletic potential despite being diagnosed with a chronic illness. Um, so it's geared toward young athletes, but it's turned more into just any young new person. diagnosed person with Crohn's or colitis. Yeah. So, well, I, when I was your age, I played competitive volleyball. It was, you know, I was into sports, mostly volleyball. Um, but I would, I was diagnosed at 20, so I don't have the experience being a child with chronic illness, but I would feel that for all of our listeners right now, whether you're an athlete or not, whether you're a youth or a kid or not hearing a story like this and knowing that there's an organization like this is a pretty powerful and uplifting thing. Like when I first discovered you on, on, on your Facebook page on athletes versus Crohn's and colitis, by the way, you should go on their Facebook and follow them. Um, I was like, Hey, like, this is, this is amazing. Look at these athletes, look at these kids. Like, this is awesome. This makes me feel better about myself and about, you know, the future of people with IBD. So you guys have goals, obviously you've set as an organization so our big goal is to just connect like young afflicted kids with Crohn's or colitis to athletes or older people um who have overcome their challenges with Crohn's and colitis and uh, are now thriving and, and they're almost as like a mentor to them so we have events it's called Noah's cronies um Ooh, the event's named after you Noah's cronies <laughs> so I take 10 to 12 kids to just watch Larry play a game. We get to sit in a suite and I get to just share my experience with them, listen to theirs and then get to eat, watch the game. And after the game, we'll take them down to do like a photo shoot, meet and greet with Larry. Uh, so does this just happen in the New York area? Or are you doing this all around the so state? We've obviously we started it in New York and then it was mm -hmm. easiest to do in Cleveland and we've done similar events in Chicago, and we're really just trying to go anywhere that an NBA stadium would take us. Obviously, we can't do one right now. We can't plan one, but of course, future yeah. NBA seasons. We, I mean, we want to go to Philly and eventually across the country. We have people reaching out from around the world, but the NBA obviously is played in the U.S. So that event will be; those events are done. Um, well, if you ever come to Toronto, oh, that we could, we definitely. Is the Raptors? Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. that's they're a, here. <laughs> that's a good one to plan. Yeah. I could round up some children, no problem. IVD children everywhere. That's a good idea. Uh, so, uh, you guys are a not-for-profit, yes. Mm -hmm. So, how do you go about raising your money? Because we'll get into some of the other things that you guys do as well because there's scholarships yeah. and obviously this costs some money I, I i wouldn't assume that larry is funding everything so initially we started off our big event this is my favorite it was just like a three-on-three -three basketball tournament just kind of getting kids not with crohn's or colitis or with crohn's or colitis playing three-on-three -three basketball 
um, just for fun and kind of raising awareness and a little bit of fun. So that was the first year. We raised a decent amount of money just to kind of get stuff going. Obviously, we got donations from friends and family and people around the world who have Crohn's or colitis, but that wasn't obviously like our big money raiser. So um, we, what we do is we have these awareness nights, which we also do at different NBA stadiums. We did in Chicago, Cleveland, New York, Brooklyn, um, where we just get 100 to 200 people just to come out, watch a game. We buy a bunch of tickets um, and then there's like raffles and that kind of stuff. So that raises a decent amount of money. But our biggest um, money raiser was our cocktail party that we did last year um, for our second three-on-three basketball tournament. We paired it with like a tailgate. Um, I was going to say, this is definitely not children. So this must be the kids are doing three-on-three and the parents are having a tailgate party. Exactly. So the night before we had the parents get to- This is brilliant. It, It was good. I credit Casey and my parents for coming up with this cocktail tailgate. Um, and who's Casey? Tell us who Casey, Casey is. Casey runs the entire organization. Uh, Casey Nance, she's Larry's sister. Um, so she oh, thinks it's a family. It's a family. Yeah, it's a family thing. So that was our big money raiser. I mean, tens of thousands of dollars there. I think over $50,000 that one night, which was. And did, was Larry there? Like, Larry, did he come? Larry was there. So he came in, he comes to. He comes to most of our events when he can get to them. So obviously in season, he'll come to the events um, when we're doing them at the game he's playing. Um, But it's hard for like the really small events to get him there. He's been at most events, close to all of them. Um, So I'm sure he draws a big crowd. Yeah, yeah. He's He's famous. He's famous. (laughs) So the cocktail party was... Obviously you get to meet Larry. And I think there were like, there's a local celebrity chef who was there just kind of fun and people got to meet meet these famous people and just like have a good time and we raised some money with a a raffle and an auction so that was our big money raiser for last year um and that's kind of funded most of the stuff that we do now Uh, so what are you doing now tell us so we do first off scholarships we have uh given both scholarships in New York and Cleveland to Sarah Grinstead, Michael Distenzo, Joe Contino, Hunter Moran, um, who are all scholarship winners. And we grant them $5,000 towards college and we've given 50,000 in total. So, so these are kids who have either Crohn's disease or ulcerative colitis and they're athletes. Yes. So they are athletes and are going into college next year. So they'd be seniors. So those were from last year. We just recently gave, um, I think, six more scholarships this past couple of weeks, virtual. So we haven't presented them yet with the scholarships, but we're making. Okay. So we're not, we're not going to say anything about those because that's a surprise and we're not going to ruin it. (laughs) So So how do, like, do these kids get nominated do they like go to your website and fill out an application and hopefully they get picked well, how does this happen because i'm sure youth listening right now we're like hey yeah so right now what we've done is like my doctor and larry's doctor and the unit uh there's another hospital big hospital in cleveland that helped us and the ccfa has helped us also 
uh, they can, we want like obviously kids who would fit the part of being student athletes, seniors, and just have a good reputation. So my doctor, Larry's doctor, the CCF and another hospital will kind of send us or tell the kids first about the scholarship. And if they're interested, we'll give them this, um, what would you call it? Like uh, application application to fill out. And so the kids fill it out. We get to read them, just kind of pick ones that we think would really benefit from the scholarship. Obviously it's tough to deny kids a scholarship because if we could, we'd give everyone who applied the scholarship. Um, So right now it's only in New York and Cleveland, but we're obviously every year we try to do more. We're trying to expand. so I don't know how it will look in the future if we can do ones from around the world. But. Well, you're still, you guys, like, you're only three and a half years in. And of course, in order to expand to those areas, you need to, more funding needs to come in. So the more people that learn about athletes versus Crohn's colitis, hopefully more athletes will join the cause, which will raise awareness and raise more money. And then we can help more kids with IBD. 100%. That's how I feel yeah. anyways about the whole Same concept. Here. Yeah. yeah, totally. So. I know for our listeners, you heard Noah mention the CCFA. So if you're not, I know I talk about Crohn's and Colitis Canada a lot. So CCFA is Crohn's and Colitis Foundation of America. Um, And I know that the CCFA and CCC in Canada do work quite often uh, close with each other. So it's nice to hear that that organization has been helping you as well and recognizing the efforts that you're making. Um, So I don't see ABC going anywhere anytime soon. So how do you envision in your perfect world, where does this amazing thing that you have developed with the help of Larry Nance Jr., what does this look like in the future for you? So, I mean, what I want, I want it to grow. I want it to be in every city of the world, but starting with branching out to the other states in the U.S., to Canada uh, as well. And I want to just have it be like the place when a newly kid is diagnosed with Crohn's or colitis, they can just look to the internet and find our organization and know that they're not alone and that there's other people going through the same thing and that we have ways to pair them with, with older kids to kind of inspire them just like Larry inspired me. I mean, it doesn't have to be a professional athlete that you look up to. It could be a, a senior at your high school or 12th grader at your high school that is doing well and is succeeding in something that you're interested in. And maybe you don't think you can get past Crohn's or colitis, but I hope that Athens versus Crohn's will be able to show these kids that they can do anything that they want with their lives. To be honest, like, of course, like these events that you're hosting and raising money sound amazing. Giving scholarships is amazing, but I think one of the best things that your organization is doing and it, and of course going to games is amazing, but having that mentorship, being able to match kids with other people so that you don't feel like you're alone in this journey. And I've said to our listeners many times before, I lived in the dark for like four years with my disease. I was diagnosed at 20 and I, it was probably 24, even maybe 25 until I actually started talking about it. And it was when I went to my first support group, like my first information group where I met other people that I was like, oh my gosh, like, I don't have to be alone anymore. I don't have to worry about these things. And hearing you talking about the swimmer, it's Kathleen, right? Yes. Kathleen. Talking about hearing the swimmer on TV. And that instantly sparked you to look up other athletes and reach out to Larry Nance Jr. 
it, it rings a bell to me exactly because I feel like that's what a lot of IBD warriors need to do. And listening to this podcast for some people is their connection. Um, but I do hope that they reach out. And if we, I, we have a lot of parents who listen to this, uh, to this podcast. So, you know, parents who are listening, who have children who have IBD, you got to head over to athletes versus Crohn's and colitis. So you guys have a Facebook page. We have a Facebook, a website is athletes versus Crohn's.org. Um, our Instagram is pretty active athletes versus Crohn's Casey runs that she kind of just posts updates and has a bunch of cool programs for kids like where they can be featured on the Instagram, just kind of get to share their story. I think you have Twitter. We do have Twitter. It, Twitter, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think those are our main, definitely our website is, I mean, if you, anyone's interested in just knowing more about it, we have a very good website with a lot of information to learn more. Also, um, is there swag? I've, I've seen some there swag. There is swag. Uh, I'm, I believe there's t-shirts that you can purchase off of the website. They're very comfortable. I love them. Um, <laughs> looking, I wanted to make more different uh, different types of t-shirts, but we'll have to figure that out at our next team meeting. Um, and I think there's like Casey puts together some swag bags for the kids with uh, water bottles and many like bouncy balls and t-shirts, which are great. So at all of these events that you guys are hosting, are, are you and Larry always there? Is it like one of you? Is there another representative that's been come, like comes on to help you out? So, I mean, at the moment, Larry and I are really the two who go to these events. I mean, obviously our families are there, but we, we go to most of them. I mean, I don't think I've, I might've missed one and he's might've missed one just because of conflicts, but we really try to get to every event. Um, Larry, is in the NBA. He's a professional athlete, but he's a totally normal person and feels just as connected to this as I do. Um, he's a great guy. He loves getting to know everyone who who gets involved with athletes versus Crohn's. Any patient with Crohn's or colitis, he's invested into learning more about you. So we definitely try to get to us two to all the events um, and as many as we can get to. So I'm sure all the listeners right now are probably waiting for me to ask the questions about like, so what's this guy really like? What's your relationship with him now? You know, it's not just the kids who are probably wondering this, but even the adults. So how is your relationship with Larry now? So we're very close. I mean, he's like an older brother to me at this point. Um, I mean, no big deal. No big deal. <laughs> um, like I said, he's just a normal guy. He's very, so nice um he cares a lot about everyone uh, a lot about people and um he he's always staying in touch we play video games together every once in a while he's we're checking in um with each other uh via text message and uh social media so we definitely have a very strong relationship and he's a very down-to-earth normal person and i'd assume he thinks very highly of you hopefully <laughs> yeah he does he's a, of course he does um yeah it's hard to talk about yourself I know you're not just like yeah well he says I'm amazing but I'm sure he has I you know if he's he's dedicated a big part of his life including his personal life to you he's got his sister involved you know this is a pretty amazing thing I had no idea that Larry Nance Jr. had the same disease that we did until I stumbled across you and your website actually so 
I don't even know him, but I can tell you, I adore him. <laughs> yeah. He's great. I think it's fantastic. I adore you. I think, and I, you know, if my students are listening, they're going to be like, what are you doing? How did you pick? And, you know, you're definitely one of my favorite kids, I have to say, <laughs> but you're not in my class. So I can say those things. I'm allowed to say those right. things. So before we end our episode here, is there anything else you want to talk about? Anything else you want to let our listeners know about Athletes versus Crohn's and Colitis? Because it is an amazing organization, and I want you guys to get all the support that you can get um, just to help others who are struggling like we are, you know? Yeah, I would definitely say, uh, I mean, even though it's in the name, you don't have to be an athlete to get involved. Um, I mean, I guess the the basis is around sports because I love sports and Larry loves sports, but we we deal with everyone who has Crohn's or colitis. Obviously, the family, uh, family members of them, I feel parents always get um, or, or get a great takeaway from our events and they learn a lot. So you definitely don't have to be an athlete to get involved. I'd say that's a very big part of my future goal of this organization. So if a youth, if somebody, uh, a teen, for example, or a kid reaches out to your website, there's a, on your website, there's a way for them to reach out to ask to have a mentorship to be, to be matched with someone. So there is a contact tab on the website. I think you fill out your name, your email, and then you can send a message through there and that'll put you directly in touch with. Casey, who runs our organization, and she'll pair you with me or a different mentor that we have who would be a kid with Crohn's, usually me for now. Um, and I'll, I mean, at this point, we can Zoom anywhere around the world um, or just the call, and uh, I'll definitely get to know you. And Actually, that was my next question. I know that a lot of this, the scholarships and stuff right now are centered in America to Americans, but I would assume the mentorship program, you guys have it open to whoever needs the support. Exactly. So, I mean, even recently, the other day I had some Casey forwarded me a message and I'm now working to just make a Zoom or a phone call with him and just to get to know uh, this kid. So it doesn't matter where you live. And he's um, not in the States? I don't know where he lives, which I guess is a testament to that you don't have to be right. in the state to be, uh, to be mentored. So you can live anywhere. You could be in Toronto and reach out, and I'd be totally willing to, to talk. So do you feel like this being a mentor also helps you as well? Yeah, it definitely helps me. Um, just to be able to well, – for me, like – what I say, what my family says is that Larry was like better for me than any modern medicine could have been. I mean, my life made a full 180 um, towards like the better in every aspect of my life. And uh, so now being able to do that, or at least attempt to do, the, to do that for other kids and just try and get to mentor them and, and inspire them a little bit. Um, it makes me feel good. It helps me get through those tough times with, with Crohn's and uh, it, it's definitely helped me a lot. That's amazing. Noah, I think you're great. And I wish you nothing but good health as you continue in this journey. I hope that your worst moments with Crohn's disease are over. Um, And I hope that ABC becomes something known to all IBD warriors, just as Crohn's and Colitis Canada and the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation of America. I hope it becomes something that really grows. Um, You know, Tell Larry that we think he's fantastic and that it is super great that he has teamed up with you to do such an amazing initiative. Um, I really appreciate you being with us, Noah. For a 16-year-old, you are 
super well-spoken. Your presentation marks in high school must be amazing. <laughs> Thank you. So to our listeners, you know, please reach out. Uh, if you've got a youth in your life with IBG, um, you know, send them to athletesversuscrones.org website. Don't let them be alone. Moms and dads know that your children are not alone. Kids who are listening, you are not alone. There are professional athletes out there who are living their best life, hashtag best life, playing sports and still living with this condition. So to our listeners, we will see you next time. Please stay safe during COVID-19. Be well, wash your hands, sneeze into your sleeve, all of those things. Listen to the professionals. Strength and positive thoughts, everyone. Thanks for listening to Guts and Glory. This podcast is produced by Bang Albino Inc.